quaint coastal town of Sandpoint, five unlikely heroes find themselves at the locally renowned Rusty Dragon Inn, where they are about to be thrust into an adventure that will inevitably prove itself more vital than it immediately appears. From thwarting a local nuisance to uncovering a decades-old secret that could change the course of a nation forever, find out what adventures await us along the road of fate, on the path to destiny, along the way of the Rusty Dragon. everybody welcome to the pod called quest and unusually i'm your trash can alleyway game master foz and i'm stephanie i'm shane <laughs> and i'm josh i'm laura and i'm david welcome to the first episode of jade regent Yay! i think you mean uh the way of the rusty dragon right <laughs> yeah that one yeah okay <laughs> It's so nice and roomy in here. There's so much Yeah, it's space. roomy in this dark, dank alleyway. How's that trash can, Foz? So good. <laughs> yeah, sitting high, sitting high atop it. For those of you that have listened to um, maybe some of our other content, uh, our main campaign or quest side story, you might notice a little bit of a role change. Our friendly neighborhood game master, Josh, is now sitting in my um, virtual chair, and I am sitting on his, on Josh's virtual throne. Um, hey, man, I'm just saying, you, you haven't sat in this virtual chair for a week it's still warm what's up with that <laughs> we don't talk about that <laughs> whoops <laughs> how's everyone feeling about it i'm so excited me too i i, I first off want to say there might be some people who are jumping in and listening to this as the first thing they've ever listened to our so to those of you who are new i, I just want to say welcome i'm super excited that you're here for those who have like mm-hmm. listened to stuff in the past do welcome back I, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm incredibly excited, um, not only just to play a new character and play a new storyline, but like, Foz, you're a GM. I've never Yay! played a game GM by you. This is so exciting. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up. Um, it's going to be an adventure. That's for sure. Literally. Yeah, it feels weird, dude. Feels very weird. My heart it's is racing. It's neither a bad or a good weird. Right now, we'll find out, but it's just weird. That's for me. How weird it's going to be. No, no, no. I've, I, it's weird because I've never recorded. Not, I don't, I didn't do the intro. I, it's not on, this, it's not on my shoulders. I don't know what's going to happen. Josh is so thrown off right now. He's I so had a whole Sunday out. where I didn't write any D&D. I, I was okay. Just weird, man. Yeah. Been a weird day. It feels really yes. homey to me. Uh, it's, it's been a while since I've had Foz as my, my El Capitan, the captain or Foz at the helm. Because he, uh, he used to be my GM for a little game called Ruins of Aslant. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Love, love that, AP. Yes. And this is also the first time we've played an adventure path uh, on this podcast, which is very True. exciting. That's something mm-hmm. kind of different. Yeah, as much I as mean, we all love homebrew, this is like kind of different for us. And it's exciting. Finally, no more bullshit. Am I right, guys? <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I have die. to say, everything's die. written down. You can't just make stuff up. It's all no, in everything's, the book. Everything's written down. No, I know. I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. But <laughs> you want to see my notes? I'm kidding. Yes. At the end of the main campaign, I will put. I will consolidate all of it into one document and I will send it to you, Shane. I won't read that. Wow. I already played it. Exactly. As someone who uh, I am, especially after the way our last or quest side story ended, I'm a kind of a little bit obsessed with finding out what's going to happen next. I'm a little bit sad that we're stepping away from our homebrew story or Josh's homebrew story. Um, but I'm very excited for this. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. we, Josh and I, the, the group, we've talked about um, what this will look like when uh, California opens up a little bit and we can go back to recording the main campaign. Um, this isn't something willy nilly. We are going to put our foot down and do our best to complete this adventure path. But yeah, we, we talked about it. Like, we really want to make sure we get to the end. We don't know what that's necessarily going to look like. We have some ideas of what it might look like maybe in however many months. Hopefully not too many months uh, by the time we get back to the old Thanes. But we're, we're going to keep at least somehow keeping a little bit of Way the Rusty Dragon Jade Regent still coming out to you guys throughout like each month. It might not be every week. In fact, it's pretty much guaranteed it won't be every single week, but maybe one or once or twice a month. We're, 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 we're going to do our best because we want to keep it going. And Shane basically said, we're only doing an adventure path if we're going to finish it. Like it's super not yeah. like we shouldn't do this if that's we should just not do it. If we're not going to try to finish it. So what you're saying is we might someday in the near future have two concurrent stories happening (gasps) at the same time. That is true. Twice the content. Yeah, that would be cool. Double the content, double the fun. If that happens, we'll probably move Way the Rusty Dragon over to its own RSS feed. But that's like months down. Don't worry about that, guys. We'll let you all know where you can do that and keep everybody posted and stuff like that. So I'm excited to shit on more someone else's art this time. Just... Ready to <laughs> crap all over someone's art. That's you know? fine. You don't know any of the people who wrote this, so and they wrote it's it almost okay. ten years ago. It's just you know I'm in your world. I'm gonna shit oh, on yeah. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and if we shit on it, like it's not a personal attack on Josh. It's like not yeah. his creation, so we can do and say whatever we want about this yeah. shit. It's <laughs> never a personal attack. It's just you know in world I find a reason to have a, I don't know me to murder your character, Steph. Yeah. I already did it. I just can't yeah. do it this one. But then again, then again, Mike. What? Oh wow! I didn't even think about this. My character could murder your character. Oh god! That's, even, that's a whole other level of things. But oh, there'll still be like a scatological situation, you know, like just you know. Oh, you're talking about all the times you did gross stuff. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, figurative and literal, bro. It's all good. <laughs> Let's try to keep one cohesive train of thought for the new listeners that might be listening to this. Yeah, that's fair. You're right. We 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 need to make a good first impression. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Well, what do you guys think? You wanna you wanna dive in? Yes. I'm ready. Oh wait. Oh wait. I, I ate less than half an hour ago. Okay, Josh, you you stay. <laughs> I heard that. My mommy told me that um you 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 can't play an RPG if you've eaten within an hour. That's true. I heard about it. Her you get tummy ache. That's an old wives tale. You'll be fine. We open to a shot of a beach against a rocky bluff, the moonlight illuminating the waves as they crash against the shore. We begin to move up and over the cliffs and through a dense forest until we emerge from the tree line, a sprawling moonlit city with bamboo roofed buildings set out before us. As we move across the rooftops, our gaze focuses on a single lit window in a structure that looms over those that surround it. Inside, we see a man adorned with an intricately made red and gold robe, moving hurriedly and with purpose as he packs a small traveler's chest with clothing. 
his dark silken hair tied into a tight bun. Breaking his haste in a moment of hesitation, he slowly places a small wooden box adorned with a dragon carving atop the neatly folded clothing. Our view changes to show us the man's face as he opens the lid. The box's contents hidden from view. His eyes squeeze shut as if to force out a prayer before we hear the sudden closing of the lid and the clunk of the chest's latch. Hefting the chest in front of him and blowing out a candle, the man moves out of the room and into another. As he sets the chest down, we see his gaze meet the eyes of a woman, herself hastily packing a bag. Is everything ready? Where's our son? Nearly, but you're truly scaring him. He should be scared! There's no time to waste! We must leave now! From behind the man, a small boy enters the room, running to cling to his mother's legs. His eyes fill with tears as he peeks out from her skirts. The man's stern demeanor softens as he kneels down to wipe the boy's face. Tutoku, one day we will return here. I promise you that. But today, I need you to be brave. For your mother, but especially for me. Someday I may not be here, and your family will look to you as they have looked to me. You are my dearest boy. But today, I need you to act as a man. Can you do this? For your mother and I? Wiping his nose on his sleeve, the young boy nods, a tentative but resolute look on his face. In a rush, the camera slides backwards out into the hall through the man's room and back out the window until we can see the opening of the front door shedding light into the front courtyard. A cavalcade of people, dozens of them, begin speedily exiting the building, all carrying bags and various other belongings into the night. As the group moves further and further from view, and the camera tilts upwards, we see, in the distance and coming into focus, a wide and looming mountain range covered in snow. We hang there for a moment, until fading onto the screen, we see the words, The Way of the Rusty Dragon. As the words melt back into the night and the group of travelers pass out of view, a set of shadowy silhouettes make their way carefully across the periphery before the screen suddenly goes dark. A few moments pass as we begin to hear the sounds of people and wooden wheels moving across a well-worn dirt road. And as the darkness fades away, we are greeted by a colorful caravan of wagons, each unique in their ornamentation. The most eye-catching of them all bears the visage of a pale-skinned and red-eyed woman, the word fortune-teller emblazoned around her. Focusing in on the front of the wagon, we see a human man driving the horses, pale, bejeweled hand is gently placed upon his right shoulder. Who do we see? 
you see a somewhat tall, about 5'7", woman with um, long, dark hair, pale, kind of ashen skin, looks a little unnatural. Um, She's got red eyes, and um, when she opens her mouth to speak, you notice she has small fangs. Her outfit is very opulent, almost looks like it might be a costume, dark colors, lots of lace draping over her and leather and kinds of stuff like that. Lots of rings on her fingers. She looks very put together. Her makeup's all done, too. Cast her as anybody? Yes, she is cast as Penelope Cruz. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I wish I was cast as Penelope Cruz. (laughs) Same. In real life. Same. The man reacts as you touch his shoulder. Oh, we're almost there, Mom. Uh, Just a a few more hours. Good. Looking forward to it. You you better uh, get your rest. We'll let you know when we've arrived. All right. Sounds good. You're doing all right up here? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Of course, sweetheart. She turns around and goes back into her wagon. Our view then moves forward to the front of the caravan, where you can see a covered wagon. This one's larger than the other two, seemingly housing multiple people. As the view moves into the wagon itself, you can see five individuals all sitting inside of this wagon. Stephanie, who do we see? Uh, she's very small and slight, about 5'2", and kind of turned in on herself. You can tell just by the way she stands and just the way that she's dressed. She's a very like self-conscious person. She is. She's wearing a long sleeve turtleneck shirt with a tunic over it and long pants. The only skin that you can see is on her face, uh, which is very pale, uh, with, that has blue marbled markings um, all across it. Anyone sh- cast as? She is cast as Maisie Williams. <laughs> Wonderful. Love Maisie Williams. There's a um, a very skinny individual that you've been sitting next to for most of the caravan ride, and he's furiously shuffling a deck of cards. Okay, I, th- I think I got it. I think I got it. Uh, okay, pick a card, any card. Oh, um, I this one, I guess. That, that's a good card. That's a good card. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, uh, put it back into the deck. Just like like this. Wherever you want. Oh, um, I mean, where do you want me to put it? What? what? It's up to you. What? It's wherever you want. Oh, um, oh, okay. She places the card back in the, uh, in the pile. He goes and he shuffles it, shuffles the cards over and over again. Okay. Is this your card? Um, it is not her card. Uh, um, uh, she just looks at his face, eager and excited. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's my card. Yes! <laughs> I did it! I finally did it! I'm gonna make yeah. some money! I'm gonna make some money! That was, that was really good. Thank you, thank you for letting me, <laughs> thank you for letting me try this out on you for the past four hours. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's, it's okay. Did you, I mean, if you want to keep yeah, let's, going? Let's do it again. Sure. As the camera moves away from out of the covered wagon, it goes back towards the purple wagon in the center, but lifts over the top of it. And then um, behind that, you can see another wagon. Um, This one is more plain. It doesn't have a covering over it. It just seems to be a long, some sort of supply or cargo wagon. It has stacks of crates and boxes all tied up in the back. The front seat only has enough to fit two people in it. Uh, One of them is a half-orc gentleman who has the reins of the horses, and he's driving them. And sitting next to the half-orc, who do we see, David? 
what we see is a half elf with darker skin that almost turns into a purple when like the light hits it. He has um, almost multicolored hair. It's all sorts of different colors, but when you get to certain areas, it becomes almost like he has white highlights in his eyebrows, in his hair, which is kind of tied up in a tight sort of uh, like dreadlock knot. He wears uh, clothes that look warmer than they should be. A lot of furs and stuff like that. Um, he is a half-elf with uh, a little bit of drow blood in him. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he is cast as uh, Jess- the beautiful Jesse Williams. That man is a gorgeous mm. man. What's he in? He is in Cabin in the Woods and mm. uh, Detroit, Becoming Human. Mm. Yes. Mm. His character is so good in Detroit. Yeah. He's going to have to play that. Mark is awesome. So beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my God. We'll play it when we get to do the stream. Hell yeah. We're real close, oh, folks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash ApocalQuest. <laughs> and then galloping up alongside of the wagon, what else do we see, David? We see a creature on all fours that looks like a crossbreed between a giant elk and a wolf. It still has antlers on its head, has the head of a wolf. It has, uh, you know, if you were to see its mouth, a very menacing row of teeth, several rows of teeth. Yeah, she's covered in moss and sometimes leaves grow on her horns. She's uh, she looks like a weird creature from out of this world. Yeah, I don't like it. Does it have like like hooves or claws? She has claws on the front uh, portions of her feet. And the back parts are still um, like wolf like, but not um, but not clawed. This yeah. is so weird. Yeah. I'm into it. The half orc next to you goes, oh, oh, oh shit. I, I'll never get used to that. Have an apple, my friend. I swear. And I won't charge you this time. I promise. Oh, thanks. Yes. Yes. She, she's going to be here. Sarah. Sarah. Did you name her after your sister? No, it's X-E-R-A. And that'd be weird. As Sarah gallops along, you can see she's eager to take one of these apples from you and as she opens her giant maw with razor sharp teeth in the back of it there's an eyeball looking back at you and i go here girl here and i take a bushel of apples and i just throw them all to her just devours them good girl good girl catch back up so as you leave sarah in the dust momentarily as she eats the bushel of apples we switch to a scene of a dimly lit very quaint very small room just a bed a small desk with a lamp on top of it and inside of this room shane who do we see um sitting down on like a, a little wooden stool uh frivolously writing notes in this uh, sort of ledger uh, you see a very beautiful uh, apparently half elven man he has short parted blonde hair and pointed ears and he's covered in what looks like blood viscera um just grime maybe maybe some pus and you could see he's 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 writing down notes on like some some person He's kind of talking to himself under his breath. He's got like a single dangling earring coming out of one ear. And he's uh, he's played by the fantastic Mr. Rip or the talented Mr. Ripley, Jude Law. Oh, like a young inversion. Yeah, not super young, but younger, definitely younger than he is now. (laughs) Poor Jude Law. There's so many beautiful people in this casting. It's great. Yeah. What is this? What is this Jade region as by the CW? Yeah, literally. This is like the CW version of Jade region. I love it. You hear a knock on the door. Yes, uh, what is it? Voldreth, there's someone here to see you. 
you can come in. You see an old decrepit man with a cane open the door and peek his head in. Uh, it's, I think it's your sister. My sister. And he, uh, he drops his quill and he, he stands up and uh, wipes some of the dried blood off of his hands. And uh, he looks at him, he says, uh, tell her I'll be right there. He goes over to like some cloudy mirror and like fixes his hair, takes off of his his like smock, and um, he, he walks outside of the room with uh, haste. As you go out into the side area of the Sandpoint Cathedral, um, you see standing there is tall, beautiful elven woman. She's got hunter's garb with leather armor, and she's got a longbow on her back. And you recognize this as Shalilu, uh, your sister. Well, aren't you a sight for sore eyes? It's good to see you, Voltrith. How do you fare? I don't get a hug. If you insist, she lets you hug her. <laughs> he gives her like a really uncomfortable, like too long hug because he knows how much she hates it. That's quite enough. Are you finished? Uh, just a little bit longer. Sorry. We must be going. I have set up that appointment for you. Oh, that wasn't that wasn't necessary. But if you insist. Uh, you don't want to uh, stop for lunch first? Uh, we can get to lunch there. We are going to the Rusty Dragon. Oh, great. My my favorite spot. Well, after you. And the two of you make your way through the city. Um, the cathedral is at the northern end of Sandpoint. Um, so you guys weave your way in and out of the city. Uh, make your way down to the close to the southern part um, where the harbors are. And you arrive at the two-story building. From the outside, it looks pretty plain, uh, all made out of wood. The most ornate thing is a large sign that hangs above the door that says the Rusty Dragon, and it's made out of wood with a red dragon creeping its way over the top of it with its tail dangling below. Hey, can I ask a question? Yeah. Who is Shalilu cast as? Oh, fuck. I want to know. It's a great question. I just, it's okay if I just give a suggestion? Sure. Because it just came to my mind as soon as you were doing yeah, it. I actually escaped my mind. She's got to be Charlize Theron, right? She's got to be Charlize Theron, oh, right? yeah, that's good. Because see, yeah, she's like a badass good. hunter lady, and like her and Atomic Blonde, she kicks Ooh. a ton of ass. Yeah, that'd be I just want badass. Charlize Theron in anything, really. She'd make a really kick-ass Pretty much elf. like, can yeah. we just cast, you know what, forget it, I'm retconning it, guys. Everyone's <laughs> cast as Charlize Theron. Fantastic. Every yeah. single person. Yeah. This is like the clumps, but it's just Charlize Theron. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she's hot. Shalilu leads you into the door, and as you open the door to the Rusty Dragon, you've never seen it this busy. Servers and waiters are running back and forth carrying trays of drinks and mugs of ale. Um, You got the bar completely full, and you can see Amako, the owner of this bar, taking a group of people's order. Amako has her black hair tied up into a bun, but she has these streaks of bleach blonde that hang down over her her forehead as bangs. She has a dragon tattoo on her right arm, and she looks happy, but frantic at the same time as she's trying to take care of all these individuals. Amako Kaijutsu is cast as Kirin Fukuhara. Mm. Oh, nice. I love her in The Boys. So as Amako takes the order of some of the patrons that are huddled around the bar, she takes a piece of parchment and slides it into a window that separates the kitchen and the bar. As this parchment gets slid into the uh, expo window, you see a scaly clawed hand very daintily slowly go and just snatch it up. And as you kind of get a better view through the window, you watch as inside this little kitchen with a couple other probably various people doing cooking, there is a um, blue scaled seven foot tall lizard folk. 
just kind of waddling as they're going through and, and making the, the various dishes. You see as he holds up the piece of paper to his face, you can see he looks kindly. He's got some uh, like amber eyes, bluish skin with kind of some greenish scales in him. And you see him look at the ticket and he shouts out, All right, everybody, we got a, a doormat, a rusty rapier, and a plate of claw daddies. All right, let's go. Allah. <laughs> you see him go walk over and he begins pulling out what looks like a, a ha- plate of halibut and he throws that onto the grill. You see him just very kind of like lackadaisically. He's got long arms that hang down far below his waist. You can kind of see like underneath his smock or his apron. He has this like incredible like V-shaped torso and these kind of bow-legged look to him. It just kind of waddles around. You see him pull a couple lobsters out and throw them into a boiler. And uh, you actually watch as he goes over and he pulls this entire swordfish that he begins to kind of butcher and cook on the grill. And he just has this lazy demeanor. He's like salt and things like Salt Bay. And he's just kind of got this like fun kind of <laughs> chill vibe about him and everything. And you hear him kind of shout out to his, his crew and stuff every once in a while in this kind of like sparse gravelly voice. As Amako turns away from the expo window, she meets eyes with Shililu and with Voldrith as they enter the bar. Her eyes immediately grow wide and a smile sprouts across her face. She immediately turns to one of the bartenders next to her. Take over for me. And she sprints from around the bar and she runs and embraces Shililu and gives her a big old hug. Shililu does not return the hug, but you can see a small smile start to creep on the right side of her face. You made it! You made it! Yes, we are here. You remember my brother, Voldrith. Voldrith nods to Amiko, and he turns to his sister and he says, You know, I'm here more often than you are. This is true these days. I know I don't spend too much time in the area, but it's good to be back. Amiko, I know you just handed off your duties, um, but I will take the usual, please. Oh, sure. Uh, coming right up. Yeah. Um, and she goes over to the bar and... Shane, do you think Voldrith is a red or white wine drinker? He's really not picky, um, but I think his regular is probably... We'll say rosé. Okay. A little bit of both. I'm drinking rosé. So uh, Amiko goes behind the bar real quickly and she uh, pours half of a white wine into a glass (laughs) and then half of a red (laughs) wine into a glass (laughs) and then brings it back over to you. It's just how you like it. Cheers. And he, uh, he takes a sip and he holds it very daintily. Order up. So as Amiko goes back and takes the food from the window, thank you, Bog. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. No problem, Chef. Game coming. You're the best. She serves the food and um, pours herself a pint of ale and comes back around to uh, meet with Chililu and Voldrith again. Well, I mean, um, Sheriff Hemlock, he's, he's in the back and she points over to a set of tables kind of set up in the back area. You can see a man sitting at this table with some pieces of paper and an ink quill. And in front of him is uh, a line about six people deep. Uh, lining up seemingly to talk to Sheriff Hemlock. And that's that's where the interviews are being conducted. Whenever you're ready, I mean, Shalilu, have you decided if you're going to t- take a part in this journey? I mean, it would be awesome. No, I don't have the time. I have something else I must attend to. I have brought Voldrith instead. So you're going to be signing up, Voldrith. Yes, I, I am. As a matter of fact... Lee, will you be a dear and hold this? It would be rather unprofessional for me to approach the sheriff with a glass in my hand. Chililu, like, looks at you pointedly 
and then quickly takes the glass out of your hand. Wish me luck. And he uh, wipes his hands on his coat and he makes his way to the table. Cool. So you're like the seventh person in line and you can hear Sheriff Hemlock, who you know, he's the sheriff of Sandpoint, is seemingly asking questions to the person in the front of the line and writing things down on a piece of paper. So as Voldrith takes his spot in line, the front door of the Rusty Dragon opens and in walks a woman. She kind of has a hunch and she's using a cane. She makes her way in and followed by David, Laura, and Stephanie's characters. Amako turns and sees this woman leading the pact and yells, Koya! Koya! Oh my goodness, you made it! And runs over and gives Koya a big old hug. How long did it take you to get here? Oh, it only took us a couple days, but we're here now. And I brought some young strapping individuals to hopefully gain some coin. Um, uh, that's that's great. Uh, who, who are these individuals? And Koi emotions to the group and says, Well, introduce yourselves. And points to Laura's character. Uh, hello, my name's Opal. It's nice to meet you. Amako takes a moment and kind of looks you up and down, and uh, it's very nice to meet you. And you, sir? Auntie, let's cut the guises. I've known you for a while. How are you? He pulls down his face covering, and he goes, Auntie Amiko, it's me, Kota. (laughs) Kota, it's you. It's good to see you. He embraces her. And who is this? So, sorry to break the uh, fourth wall here for a second, but they are jackhammering outside of my house right now. So, just oh, letting you all know. <laughs> no. As, as little... a note to listeners, it's 10.25 p.m. It on a Sunday. 10.25 p.m. and they're jackhammering outside of my house. So, I'm so sorry if you hear something in the background. My apologies. We're just rolling with it, though. It's part of the experience, okay? <laughs> oh, um... Hi, my name is Indra. Um, good to meet you. Oh, I'm sorry. And she s- sticks her hand out. Uh, it's good Good to meet you. What did you say your name was? My name is Amiko. Amiko Kajutsu. Uh, it's nice to meet you as well. And she shakes her hand. Indra, thanks. Is this your charming bar? It is. Thank you. Yeah, I, I you know, I've, I worked... I've been on some adventures uh, in my day, and um, I was able to save up enough coin on my own to buy this bar um, outright. I'm very, very proud of it, and um, we're starting to get a lot of business, as you can see. It's Opal kind of looks around and then looks back at Amiko, kind of like looks her up and down. Lovely. Thank you. Um, Well, are all three of you signing up for the expedition? Coda nods. If you're taking people? That was the plan. Well, it's not up to me. I mean, Sheriff Hemlock is doing the interviews and he's the one giving the funds um, for the party that gets chosen. You guys have heard about the goblin attacks, right? My my uh, my mother has spoken about the various happenings, yes, but not in great detail. Yeah, I mean, word has been traveling fast. It's uh, very unusual. Typically, Sheriff Hemlock and his group, uh, along with Shalilu, can take care of most of the threats outside of Sandpoint uh, on the on the traveling roads to the north. But um, we, I guess, they weren't quite expecting them to be armed with explosive fireworks. So that's a new thing. Um, 
so it's become more of a big deal than I think any of us were really expecting. It's really caused some disturbances in the in the trade routes. So uh, Magnamar has put up a purse to um, to be able to take care of this threat. We have no idea where they're getting these fireworks, but uh, we're hoping they can be dispatched uh, quite quickly. Well, then we'll just have to make a good impression, won't we? Yes. Um. Whenever I mean, make yourselves at home and um. Get yourself a drink if you would like, and um, whenever you're ready, you can line up and, and Sheriff Hemlock will uh, perform the interview. All right, Auntie, wish me luck. Also, Coda reaches out his hand and he hands a little small parcel to Amiko, and um, he tells her, My mother sends her well wishes, and um, she says this package will help you with your uh, aches and your ability to sleep. Oh, that, that's so nice. Thank you. Oh, yes. She misses you. She does. I, I miss her as well. Well, I got to get back to it, but uh, great to meet you all. Koya, love you, girl. Um, okay, bye. She goes back behind the bar. So at this point, Shane, Voldrith, you are second in line to do your interview. In front of you, there's uh, a human man, and he is um, very visibly swaying back and forth as he goes to step up and take his turn. He's got a short sword on his side, and he has a pint of ale in his hand. He's right in front of me. Yeah, he steps up to Sheriff Hemlock. Um, please take a seat. Okay. The man pulls out the chair and slams his pint of beer on the on the table. Where do I sign? Um, well, I need to ask you some questions first. Sheriff Hemlock kind of looks to the left and to the right at the two guards that are next to him. What do you think you could bring to the adventuring party if you were to be chosen? Well, I have a short sword that I just bought. It's really sharp. <laughs> Is is real good. Okay. Um. Is that all? That's all I need. Short sword. <laughs> okay. Great. Thank you so much. Okay. Let me know. <laughs> and was this guy a 2001 Cartoon Network character? I love him. As the man leaves, Sheriff Hamlock beckons Voldrith to take a seat. Um. Please take a seat. Good afternoon, Sheriff. Your full name, please. Voldrith Andosana. Andosana. Oh, that's right. Your, your yes, Shirley yes, yes. Younger brother. That's right. I do hope nepotism won't be a problem. It all depends on what you can bring to the table. Not so much um, what I can bring, rather, but what I need. Um, this gold would greatly help the cathedral. Um, it's, it's very necessary. You see, there's been a recent outbreak of filth fever. I don't know if you've heard, but we have the clerics. We just don't have the materials. Yes, I, I did hear of this. Um, it's quite tragic. There are many on their, their beds right now that we fear may be in their last days. If we could but afford the components for restoration spells, I think that they might yet live. This is a righteous cause. I will take this into consideration. Is there anything else you would like to add? Well... Lee is my sister, and she has taught me quite a few things. I'm sure she has. Well, thank you so much for your time, Voldrith. Um, uh, we will let you know by the end of our interviews. Of course. Good day, Sheriff. And he stands up and bows, and he walks away in like a really sexy way, like a really sexy, cool way. Ooh, I can nice. see it. I hate to see him go, but I love to watch him leave. Everybody thinks he's cool and sexy. <laughs> nice. Because yeah. he's Jude Law. 
Nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Quite. All right. What do the rest of you do? Did I tell you he was sexy? Oh my god! Sexy no, you boy. didn't. <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't mention that. Vulture. He looks. He Vulture. looks like that. You don't even have to be oh attracted god. to his type to be attracted to him, if you know what I mean. <laughs> New from Tommy Hilfiger, <laughs> the scent of Valdrith and Oyarzana. <laughs> so we're all just sitting in the bar, right? Yep. Waiting, are, waiting to be called up? Well, there is a line that has formed in the back of the room um, to be able to get interviewed by Sheriff Hemlock. Um, it is up to you whether, when you would want to go do that. Uh, but as of now, you're free to do what you whatever you'd like. Indra will kind of awkwardly hover, trying to decide, you know, trying to scan the room to see where she would sit. It's busy, so there's not an empty table, but she's too nervous to take initiative and sit next to anyone that she knows. So she's just going to go stand in line after kind of half moving towards the tables and then psyching herself out of it. Okay, great. So Indra goes and stands in line. There's a couple of people in front of you. Um, Opal will follow... Indra and stand behind her in line and she'll kind of lean forward and um, speak low into Indra's ear. Do you mind if I stand with you, darling? She just like jumps. Oh, um, no, you can stand wherever you'd like. Uh, Do you, do you, did you want to stand here? You can go ahead of me. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I did not mean to startle you. Oh no, that's okay. Um, yeah, it's fine. Opal just kind of smiles and stands behind her. Kota will, uh, walk beside Koya and address her. Mama, Mama Koya, um, could I get you anything? Um, I plan on waiting in line. I'm not. I don't know. Can I get you something? Maybe a chair? Make one of these brutes stand up? Oh, no, my dear. I will make myself, um, at home at the end of the bar with, um, Amiko. All right. (laughs) Well, um, wish me luck, Ma. And he'll give you a kiss on the cheek. Good luck. Thank you, Mom. And he'll get into line. All right. As the line thins down, um, we see Indra. It is now your turn to take a seat. She moves forward and just kind of timidly takes a seat ahead of her. Um, hi. Hello. What is your full name? Uh, Indra Delphon. Nice to meet you. Indra Delphon. Nice to meet you as well. What do you think you could bring to the adventuring party if you were to be chosen? Uh, Um, I... Sorry, I'm a little nervous. Um, Take your time. Her hands are just like shaking under the table. Um, She's trying to calm herself down. (laughs) Poor thing. Probably doesn't help as a fucking vampire standing behind her. (laughs) (laughs) At least she's your friend vampire. Is she? Are they ever really your friend though? (laughs) (laughs) Is she? Is she? Jury's still out. She's your friend. Uh, yeah, no. Indra's very visibly uncomfortable around Opal. Just as a note. Okay. <laughs> just so everyone's aware. She, and more uncomfortable than she's around other people. She's generally uncomfortable around everyone, but especially Opal. Anyways, um, so her hands are just shaking under the table. Um, well, I, I'm well read. I read a lot and I, I, I know a lot of things. The local area. Uh, I have a special interest in different creatures, like the ones you're trying to get rid of. Um, and I have some weapons. I've been practicing. I, I'm not very good at them, but I, I like to think I'm not totally useless at them. So yeah, I'm smart. Very good. Um, what would you do with the money, the gold? 
if you were to complete this venture. I, I didn't... Are we getting paid for this? Yes, there is a pot of a thousand gold to be split between the party. Oh, um, I don't know. I, I didn't know until now. I didn't... Not doing it for the money. Just trying to, you know, sh- change things up and do something different. Maybe okay. leave eventually go live somewhere else very good thank you for your time and we will let you know once we've made our decision okay thank you um sir thank you next we have opal she sits down at the table your full name please opal just opal just opal he writes it down Tell me what you could contribute to the adventuring party if you were to be chosen. She kind of looks at the table. Are there any um, like small objects on the table at all? Yeah, there's um, there's an ink well with um, a quill that he's been using to write with. And um, there's a stack of papers over to the right. Okay. She, um, she kind of looks at the quill and it starts to levitate out of the ink well and just kind of float in the air. I have many um, talents. It seems that you do. Quite impressive. Um, she puts the quill back. Have you ever been to a fortune teller before? N- no, not personally. I have not. Would you like to? She kind of winks at him. Uh, you can see Sheriff Hemlock gets a little bit uncomfortable. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, maybe someday. Sure. Well, I have the ability to see into people's minds and their hearts. Perhaps make them see things that they would not normally see. Could be useful, don't you think? Um, for someone that needs it, yes, it can be very useful. Um, there is a reward. <coughs> there is a reward involved. Um, is there anything specific that you would do with the money? Or is there a reason why you need the gold? She kind of smiles, um, showing her fangs. A girl has to eat. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we found out what her last name is. It's just one liner. <laughs> Opal one last name. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time, and we will let you know at the end. Thank you. She leaves the table. David's character steps up. Coda, um, please come sit. Yes, 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 Sheriff. He sits down very casually. Would Sheriff Hemlock know you? Like in passing, but like probably they, they know probably your name. yeah, like like yeah, I don't know if he knows my name. He's seen me, but he's probably like yeah, knows probably my not. mom. Yeah. What is your full name, please? I am one Kota Therum. Kota Therum, thank you. What kind of skills or abilities would you be able to um, contribute to the party if you were to be chosen? Um, well, Sheriff, I am adept in some of the arcane arts. And he points to his head where he has a rune on his head. I also share a lifelink with a creature or beast. She is sentient and intelligent, but she's also strong. And um, we take care of each other. And um, she's also a good um, tracker as well. You you can meet her. She's just um, not the kind of uh, of being I would I would have around so many people. It's just too busy in here. That is very interesting. I am confused about this, but it sounds like you have a way to defend yourself. This creature helps you fight or she she is my protector and we uh we share a a link in the mind and in the heart that is very interesting is there any specific reason you would need or want the monetary reward that would come with this expedition i am only looking to expand my mother's already um developing business i have ideas for it um and with that money we could uh 
maybe ease her and my father's uh, hardships. Very good. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Sheriff. We will let you know at the end of all the interviews. Thank you. Good day. And he goes and uh, sits down or stands near... uh, No, no, no. He goes and he just grabs himself a drink, actually. All right. So after the interviews that you guys do, um, some time passes. And if any of you are paying attention to the people in the room or or anyone being interviewed by the sheriff, uh, most of the people here are pretty much mooks. They're all... um, (laughs) They all seem to have gathered here to try and get in on some coin. You know, the the word was spread that there's going to be a large sum of money given out as as a reward. And, um, you know, it seems like most of the people in this area, if they had a sword, you know, why not give it a shot? But after some time i assume you're all you know maybe partaking in some drinks or getting some food or something like that but sheriff hemlock's guards start to move out into the rest of the bar and um one of them makes its way over to the caravan group we'll just call you guys that coda opal and indra and he kind of crouches down next to all of you and says the sheriff has chosen you three um to be a part of this expedition if you could meet us at the table in the back corner uh, we would appreciate wonderful charm we me me too or just some you as well oh, oh th- thank you congratulations thanks um simultaneously uh another guard makes his way over to voldreth excuse me sir yes can i help you um you have been chosen to be part of the expedition oh lovely Please make your way over to the corner table. He does so. Okay. As you guys make your way over there, uh, Amako is talking with Sheriff Hemlock, and Sheriff Hemlock beckons you all to sit. Come, come, please. Congratulations, you all, um, the four of you. I am having a hard time because I do think you will need an additional member to your party, and I cannot choose anyone else from this room. It would only weigh the rest of you down, and I would not wish that upon you. I don't see what was wrong with the, uh... What was the gentleman's name who went before me? Turdbog? Something? I... I... (laughs) crumpled the paper up and threw it away right after I don't remember his name. All of a sudden, Amako, wait! Oh, I'm so stupid! And then she just tears off and goes running. She comes back out of the kitchen um, with Bog in her arm, and Apron On pulls him over to the table. Bog, you are going to be a part of this adventure. We need someone big and strong like yourself to um, to help this group out and, and to protect them and make sure that nothing happens. Nothing bad, that is. So you guys see this gigantic seven-foot-tall reptile. Like I said, he's got like these bow legs and his long, lanky arms kind of hang down to his side. He's got this little smock on that obviously wasn't made for someone his size. And he just kind of looks like, you need me to cook? I'm sure they would love for you to cook. You cook all the time. You don't have to cook for us. It's okay. No, I like to cook. Coda will sniff the air and he'll start, he'll look off and like kind of up in the air. And he'll be like, is that, is that smoked saffron, clarified butter, a little bit of sage, lavender? What is that last note that I'm picking up on? No, that's just salt and pepper. There's <laughs> Coda will, Coda will smile at you and just like, just drop it. Well, I welcome anyone with your culinary skills. Also, you are quite the marvel. And he looks at you. Oh, thanks, partner. Um, so what are we doing? Oh, Mako, I will have to say, I don't think this is the wisest business decision. 
you are giving away your chef for who knows how long. And let's be honest, nobody really comes here for the drinks, do they? Yeah, they come here to manger. I think this is more important, and um, I mean, we have a full staff. Bog will be more important to to all of you. This needs to be handled. And Sheriff Hamlock like kind of shrugs and says, "Yes, I, I think you would all appreciate the help if if Bog is willing to go, and if this is something that we can nip in the bud." I think it'll be prudent to do it now rather than later. Oh, appreciate is an understatement. Your loss, our gain. I think it's a wonderful idea. Maybe we'll finally have a decent meal on that wagon. She kind of winks at Bog. I mean, he'll, he'll be back. He, he's not he's coming back. Of course, of course. Well, let me tell you a little bit about what we have in store for you. You are all going to travel north. There is a swamp near some of the trading roads that seem to be the home of these goblins. They are from a specific tribe called the Lictoad Goblins. I don't know how much you've heard, but they have access to fireworks that have been quite a nuisance to the caravans traveling north and south from Magnamar and from Sandpoint. Enough so to pique the interest of Magnamar and to grant us this stipend of a thousand gold to handle the problem. People are starting to get killed and we can't let the reputation of goblins taking out multiple caravans travel too far. We have held those roads in peace for quite some time now. The problem is the swamps that you'll be traveling to are not clearly mapped out. It's the Brine Stump Marsh, and very little is known about this area on it. There are quite some rumors that said it could be haunted and, you know, all this... All these different things that townsfolk say, but there is one thing that I do know is there is a hermit that you can get in contact with, and he might be able to help you find where the Lictoad goblins are camping out. What's this guy's name? He's a halfling, and his name is Wolfus Proudstump. He's a bit of a recluse, but I think with some convincing, he could be a helpful ally to navigate through these swamps. I grew up on a swamp. I can help us too. Very good, Bog. Could you spell his name? Yeah, it's uh, B-O-G. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa, thank you. <laughs> it's W-A-L-T-H-U-S. Walthus. Walthus Proud Stump, like it sounds. That's a good name. Walthus is a good name. Yeah. So is Proud Stump. Proud Stump's good too, but yeah. Walthus. Walthus. It's great. Sheriff, do these goblins actually lick hallucinogenic toads, though? That is the rumor. That's where they get their name. Fascinating. Drug-addled goblins with fireworks? Wow. Quite quite unheard of. But they've been killed. How do you kill a man with a firework? These are not ordinary fireworks. These are quite large fireworks. Something that is not made in this area. I have no idea where they're coming from. Strange. Strange, strange, strange. There is a, a fishing route that has been carved out on the northern side of the swamp. It is frequented by the bravest of fishermen. They do swear that there are some pretty catches that you can glean from the area. But what say you all? Sounds like fun. When do we start? You can start as soon as you're ready. Well, if the boss says I can have the time off, then sure. Looks over at Amiko. Amiko shakes her head. Bog, I think, I think it would be great. I think you'd be very helpful. All right, I know. My schedule is flexible. Wh- whatever you need. Is there anything else you need before... I make my leave. No, I think that about sums it up. Thank you for considering each of us, Sheriff. 
thank you for agreeing to be a part of this. It will be dangerous, and that's why I needed a set of stronger individuals that can take care of themselves, take care of each other, and hopefully eliminate this problem. We did send guards about a week ago, and they have not returned. So it has become quite a dire situation. So please be careful. If you need anything, if you get into something you can't handle, please come back and we'll figure something else out. Sheriff, how big was the group you sent? It was a group of six guards. Okay, well, we're the next six then. Well, here we are. I only see five. It's not a good start, is it? No. I guess, I guess my math was off. Don't you have a friend you said you were bringing, uh, Kota? Does, uh, does Sarah count? Yes, we do see each other as one, though, so... Yes, I guess it is six. I'm sorry, it's been a long journey. I may need a nap. Well, um, if there's anything else you need, I will be at the guardhouse um, for the rest of the evening. Please be safe. Uh, uh, b- before you head out, Sheriff, can I ask yes. a favor while I'm gone? Sure. I don't know if you remember, but I, I got a little bateau out on the, out on the harbor. That's where, I, that's where I live. Can you make sure that people look, that it, you look out for it? Yes, you got to make sure you lock it up properly. And it'll... Oh, there's, I mean, there's no door. You can just go in. Well, in I don't case... have, I don't have much. So I have all my, my things with me. So locking nobody gun. I mean, if somebody wants to take it out, that's fine. But as long as I keep it, it's all I got. We typically have a guard stationed on the docks. 24 hours, but make sure I let the guards know to keep an extra eye on your boat. All right, all right, Messi. Good evening to all of you, and thank you again. Upon your return, I will have your gold stipend available. Thank you, Sheriff. Goodbye, Mako. Goodbye. Goodbye, Sheriff. And he leaves with his two guards. The rest of you are left sitting around the table, and the floor is yours. Um, my name is Voldrith. A pleasure to meet you all. Are you from around here? Yeah, I ain't never seen you three. Oh, yes, uh, Bog, was it? Yeah, I think I see you right here, right? You get the rosé. Yes, yes, I do. Your your cooking is otherworldly. Ah, uh, Messi, appreciate that. Thank you, partner. But the rest of you know you are not from Sandpoint. Where are you from? What are your names? Kota will stand up and uh, addresses the group. I'm Kota. I am familiar with a lot of the people in town, but I have no home. My family travels. We're constantly traveling season to season where business and meat and um, foliage meet our needs. And that's where we go. And um, yes, we have a love for the world, um, for all of its nature. And um, and it is a pleasure to meet you, sir. Pleasure to meet um, you, Bog. And um, my, my compatriots here, we've been we've been on the road right here. And he points to Opal. Another one of my aunties. It's an endearing term that I use for the women that are um, mentors to me or sages. My mother is close with all of them. Forgive me for being so blunt, Kota. You are half-elf, no? Uh, you noticed. Yes, yes. As am I. Well, a pleasure to meet another one of, of, of our uh, eccentric mixes, I guess. And I think you must be Opal. Is that correct? That's right. Uh, tell me about yourself. Uh, what do you do? I live on the caravan. I am the fortune teller. You tell fortunes? Of sorts. You can like see the future. <laughs> I, uh, I see what people want me to see. They get what they pay for. And what is it you do? Uh, Voldreth, was it? Yes. I have lived in Sandpoint for about two decades or so. 
I work at the cathedral, uh, mostly tending to the sick and the homeless, uh, but occasionally reading last rites as well. How very noble. I don't know about that, but it pays the bills. And, um, well, I am, uh, I am hoping to become a doctor of sorts. And this is where I get most of my anatomical uh, training in. I mean, there's not much harm you can do to the dead, is there? She kind of uh, laughs. <laughs> yes, I suppose not. This one, she kind of nods towards Indra, is a bit shy. She turns toward her. It's all right. Introduce yourself. Oh, um, hi, I'm Indra. Nice to meet you. Are you uh, an elf? No. <laughs> so you are just young? Um, not that young. But thank you, I think. Hey, Voldred, why are you so interested in everybody races? Oh, just curious. I like to know everything about people. Even you, Bog. What you want to know? As he finally sits down, you can tell, like, his big bow-legged legs, like, almost push up against the table. He has to, like, scoot the chair backwards. Just, like, smiles. He's, you guys can see he has, like, <laughs> sharp teeth in his mouth. He just looks over at, um, Voldred. Like, it's almost like this humanoid alligator is sitting with you guys. Well, as I'm sure you can understand, Bog, I am very curious when it comes to other elves. Uh, half-elves especially. I don't know if you've noticed, but, uh... Oh, I'm not an elf. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> but you can count the half-elves in Sandpoint on two hands. Um, well, you can count the lizard folk on one finger. Yes, I suppose that's true. Uh, I'm I'm not an elf, sorry. Oh, no need to apologize. That's all right, Cher. You could be whoever you are. Thanks. <laughs> so you all with this uh, traveling caravan, what brings you to Sandpoint other than the promise of uh, wealth? We were told it would be in our best interest to interview for this position, so here we are. And forgive me for being cheeky, but if you can read others' fortunes, uh, what is to happen on this mission? Oh yeah, that'd be nice to know, like, before we go, <laughs> what gonna happen? Unfortunately, I, not, I cannot tell you what exactly is going to happen. You see, the future is never written in stone. That is all dependent on you and what you decide. My God, they die. Look at you. Well, I'm glad I didn't pay for that. She kind of laughs. You didn't. And friend Bog, you may need to uh, translate some of these uh, unusual uh, vernacular that you're using. Are you a linguist? Oh no, there's a there's a bit of uh, my people's tongue back where I come from out in the sodded lands down south. Way away from here. Oh. That's down in Gorund. Where did you see you from? The what lands? Sodden lands. Sodden lands. Yeah. I've never it's heard a, of that. The west, it's the west side of Gorund. It's by actually by the eye of Abendego. Oh, okay. On the coast? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you do you miss it down there sometimes? I miss some things and I um yeah, I do. Fair enough. My family chases the seasons, so I get them all. Um, yeah, I left a lot of people behind down there, but that's okay. I've uh, I've heard it looks really beautiful there. Oh, yeah, when you get the sun setting over the bayou, that's a beautiful sight. Yeah. And at night you get the fireflies. It's a, it's a good time. Oh, I do miss a good firefly. I do. There's some big ones down there. Some, some of you, you know, some get you. They're big. I mean, not to mention the just giant flocks of marigolds everywhere you go. Hmm. And the, the 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 smells. They must. You must miss the smells. I swear. I'm a man that does not lie, and I do not miss the smell. <laughs> well, then uh, that's something to write down. I want to know the smells of Sodden. Hmm. Something to think about. He touches his rune real quick. Kind of feels like it's tugging a little bit. He'll say, "Excuse me, uh, a moment. Excuse me, a moment." 
and he'll go outside. So we have Og, Kota, Opal, Indra, Voldrith, and I heard mention of a Sarah. Who is this mysterious sixth companion? Oh, you'll meet her. She takes a bit of uh, getting used to, but you will like her. That's all right. I know what that looks like. It's a little weird for Verizians to see people like me slinking around the town, huh? I don't exactly blend in. I can certainly relate to that. She kind of tips her drink at you. I bet you can, yeah. We're in True Blood right now. I want you guys to know that we're in the we're in an episode of True Blood. So, that's hilarious. Oh my god! I love it. That's fucking great. <laughs> so, what's everybody gonna do with their share? Well, I don't know if you heard, but. The recent outbreak of filth fever has uh, left the church um, scrambling for any amount of copper they could come up with. That's a shame. It is. I'm hoping to buy some diamond dust or at least put some of the money towards that. We're all scrounging here, but if we could come up with the money for the components, then we could very well save more than a few lives. If if you want some of my share, you, you can have it. That sounds really important. I, I, didn't need it. I didn't even know we were getting paid, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, well, I appreciate that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'm not the only acolyte that is um, seeking donations. Oh, um, okay. So Kota will walk back inside and he'll go to the bartender at the bar and he'll point and say like two ales and he'll grab them. Two copper pieces. Okay, cool. So he'll take those two mugs of ale and he'll walk back outside with them and he will shortly come back in and drop off the glasses that are empty at the table. Wait, like you already went out and they're already gone? Yep. And then he'll come back to the table after dropping off the glasses. Did I miss anything? Um, Sarah was calling and he'll point to his rune. At this point, Amako comes um, back over to the table. Um, I hope you're all getting acquainted. And I, uh, I just wanted to let you know that we have um, we have decided to to house you. If you, if you want a room, I, I'm going to be providing free rooms for all of you um, to stay here whenever you would like during during this journey that you're going to be going on. So at any point, if you need to come back and stay, that's great. Tonight, if you need a place to stay, I will house you. Oh, you ain't got to do that shit. I'll stay in my little bato down by the harbor Bog, you're more than welcome you I, I would like for you to stay if if that is something that you're interested in i know your attachment to your boat but um if you want to sleep in a you know a little bit bigger bed and larger room then that's that's up to you can i sleep on the floor you may yes <laughs> all right okay okay mm. i i mean i i can pay i that feels awfully generous if you need us to I, I don't mind no no you are all putting your life on the line for this town for this part of the country i mean we this is a big deal so i we want to make sure that you're taken care of don't worry i i'm being compensated for the rooms but um i just wanted to extend that offer you're more than welcome to i'll never say no to a free room thank you darling very welcome um but yeah, just let let me know if you want the room. I know Koya said she's going to be heading back to the caravan soon. Um, she has some things to take care of with Sandro. So, um, and Shalilu is actually. Did you know she was leaving tonight, Voldrith? Do you mean to say that she already left? What? And she turns around. <laughs> she's still there. <laughs> <sighs> 
I thought you said that. I thought you said that she was leaving tonight. Yeah, she's. Um, Shalilu's leaving tonight. Yes. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm surprised that she's still here. She doesn't always say goodbye, you know. Yeah, you're. You're right. I. I always try to get her to stay, and she. She won't stay the night here. Every once in a blue moon, but she's already heading out. Well, I can't say I'm surprised. I know. Me neither. I just I miss her, and every opportunity I get, she. I want to spend as much time as I can with her, but today's not the day. Well, like I said, let me know if you need the rooms. I'll be here till about midnight. I usually go to sleep around then. Let me know if you need anything. Oh, I will most certainly take you up on that offer. Okay, I'll get you a key. Anyone else? As you guys are saying that, very suddenly, Bog stands up from the chair and goes, Oh, shit, and heads back into the kitchen. <laughs> what do you forget? <laughs> now, he's a, he goes back there. He's like, back there for a bit. You guys can okay. continue. Does anyone else want to, once again, I know Opal said yes. Uh, yeah, get, Opal will I'll, take I'll your get room, one for Bog. So... Kota will thank uh, Amiko. Enti, thank you. Um, I'm going to be back at the caravan, though. Some loose ends to tie up and whatnot. Okay, nope, no problem. Oh, and while we're all at it, I suppose I should go back to the cathedral and gather my things. Sounds like a plan. Opal turns to uh, Kota. Kota, dear, would you mind telling Sandra that I'll be here for the night? I will let him know. I'm sure he will furrow his brow. I'm sure he will. Auntie. Good night. Sleep well. Thank you, dear. Coda, as you start to like walk out, you guys see the the back like two-way door get pushed open by uh, a scaly foot. And kind of hurriedly, you see Bog rushing back towards the table with like a big pot that seems to be covered. And it's like steaming. And he's like, oh, no, wait. Hey, Coco, wait. He's like very deftly moving between people without like bumping into any of the customers that are maybe drunk or coming through. He's like dodges a server with like a plate full of glasses and stuff like that. And he comes over and he just like plops his pot down. Hey, you can't leave yet. You got to try to etouffee. Almost burnt it. You're on on for a very delicious treat. Please enjoy. I'll be back. Yeah, not many people order this, but uh, he goes ahead and pulls the lid off. And there's this like very kind of a rich smelling stew you all gonna you gonna sit down and try some come on coco you know you want to huh uh pardon me and i've older said like he like elbows his way in and just like grabs a huge bowl and a ladle and just pours himself uh whatever a serving of this looks like because i don't really know what you said <laughs> etouffee yeah mm-hmm. so it's like it's like a little stew yeah Spinning, gotta make a, a local flour for the roux and honey and celery, little bell peppers in there. And then I, I got the, uh, I caught the chevrets myself this morning. So real tasty digging and one of my specialties. Maybe I'll make you the kubayan one these days too. Coda will like spindle on his feet, like unnaturally. And he'll kind of carry like a cartoon character floating through the air towards the steam. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> that's, that how, that's how he feels. Trail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Floating on the wind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now he'll go over and he'll pour himself like a little bit and I'm sh- he'll like reach across the table and pull off a piece of bread that's like standing there and he'll like just let you you guys are watching him experience some shit. <laughs> I generally prefer to cook this with a with some crawfish, but they don't have those much up here. So, you know, the, the shrimp will do just fine. I don't know what a crawfish is. Even chicken will work sometimes, too. I don't know what any of that is. But crawfish like God. a little lobster. Oh. Those little Not exactly what they are, but, you know, basically they're like a little lobster. Those little sea insects you're speaking of, correct? <laughs> yeah, they're like, a, they're like the roach of the sea. Yes, the exoskeleton, I swear. They taste better than roaches do, though. If you cook up a roach, it's not too bad. When you're hungry, you're hungry, right, friend? Well, you got the envy. 
gotta eat. Truth. And he'll just start digging in. He just serves up some for all of you guys. Even if you don't eat it, he just sets it all out. Oh, oh, I help myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. This is really good. You're very talented. Oh, thank you, Shia. I try. This is delicious. If everything you make is this good, I am looking forward to you being in this caravan. I hope Kota will and stand up. (laughs) Bog, I'm going to hate you for the weight you put on me, friend. I will see everyone. This lean, this lean food. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I will see everyone in the morning or whenever any of you wake up. Obviously, there's still alcohol to be drunk. So, good day. We'll see everyone tomorrow, and maybe everyone will meet Sarah. Good day. Uh, yes, what what time should we uh, schedule our adventure? Uh, whenever it works for you guys, this is fine with me. I, tend I to think w- the sooner the better. I wake with the sun, so anyone can find me, I'll be about. Or come to the caravan, and uh, you could find us there. Either way. It's been a pleasure, Coda. Good to meet you. You as well. Au revoir. Whatever that was, I say the same, friends. That means goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, all of you. Good night. As Coda leaves, uh, you're you're starting to walk uh, in the direction towards the door, and uh, Koya catches up with you and grabs you by the arm, and um, you guys leave together. Oh, auntie, or I called her mama. Who was your aunt and who was your mom? I need to know now. <laughs> Koya's the mama. The rest are the aunties. Who's the rest? the rest so like uh opal no yeah opal is one of the aunties okay. so is amiko got it and that's it i believe so far can i be your uncle <laughs> <laughs> how about daddy my craw daddy i love that all right so i imagine you all do you guys want to do anything else or i mean bog will hang out and talk to folks okay. but yeah i mean until we're uh probably all ready to go i guess what time is it yeah at this point it's probably like i want to say like nine at night nine or ten yeah bog's also probably all thrown off because he was expecting to be on shift the rest of the night and all of a sudden he's not so he's just like fucking free time baby party <laughs> he's still got his smock on he goes and daintily puts it back and like hangs it on a hook by the by the back door and then comes like waddling over his if you guys see like the way he walks his legs kind of stick out in front of him like he he leads with his knees and his, his arms just kind of hang down by his side. They barely sway because he's the way he's hunched. His hands almost drag on the ground because he's got these big lanky arms and he's just like, his tail swishes behind him. I can picture it, dude. That's really great. He just kind of has this... Jo- and he's, he's... Oh, yeah. So um, he obviously um, is cast as a lizard, of course. Mm. But um, the, I decided the person who would do the mocap for him, if this was the film version, uh, would be Wes Chatham. He plays uh, Amos on The Expanse. Ooh. Oh, I really like him. Favorite character. Love him. He's like kind of buff, you know. He's got that. Like, Love him. And he can play characters that have like a really like he's a really good character actor. Like, he can play really particular kinds of people. He's a really good job with Amos. So I was like, oh, he'll be perfect for Bog. So, <laughs> but yeah, okay. I I would think at this point maybe y'all get your keys to your rooms. Um, mm-hmm. Voldrith, you're going to head back to the cathedral and kind of gather your things. Are you going to spend the night there? Or are you going to come back and stay in a room? Oh, no. He's he's definitely going to take a room here. Okay. Um, he just went back to get his gather his stuff. Cool. His adventuring gear, if you will. Yeah, we'll say that um, everybody gets a room key uh, minus Coda. Coda goes back to the caravan with Koya and stays the night in the caravan circle just on the outskirts of sandpoint and uh y'all go to sleep hell yeah day one we did it we did it yeah nobody died 
Yay. Not yet. I'm really excited for these characters, by the way, everyone. Me too. I like everyone's character. You guys are great. We're gonna have a we're finally gonna have a party where everybody gets along. Yeah. <gasps> I think we might. Oh my god. Like we're all gonna get along. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? What a concept. It's gonna be nice. I'm excited. We'll see. Bog is a giant lizard. Maybe he's just placating you guys until he can eat you. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, the etouffee. That's got human meat in it. You got me so hungry for etouffee. I've been looking at pictures of it ever since you mentioned it. I make a good mandouille sausage. <laughs> mandouille. Oh, boy. God, it looks Fucking so good. Fuck you for that joke, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. All right, anyway. Mandouille. Fuck my life. All right, so you guys get your beauty sleep. Yeah. Furnished by Amico, and y'all wake up in the morning. Does anybody want to wake up at any specific time or anything like that? Otherwise, we can just say everybody kind of wakes up and meets down at the at the allotted time. Yeah, I that wake up at four twenty. Yeah, I mean, Bog is an early riser, so he's probably up as early as anyone. You know. Yeah. Thank you for asking. No, we wake up at normal time. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's probably, if anybody comes down, he's probably already down in the Rusty Dragon, like sitting at the end of the bar, maybe like noshing on some leftover etouffee and uh, drinking some tea. And um, yeah, he looks wide awake. He's like bright eyed. I would say bushy tailed, but that doesn't really scaly tailed. Bright eyed and scaly tailed. Mm-hmm. And he's just like sitting. You can hear like soft little like... <sighs> As he sips his tea. Yeah, Indra also gets up a little bit early, mostly because she's anxious about making anyone wait on her. And she doesn't really know when we're supposed to meet up, so she just wakes up extra early to be safe. And so she heads downstairs and is the only person there going to be Bog? No, I'll be I'll be there too. Okay. We'll probably all be there. She's not the last one coming out. I think Opal's probably last. Opal needs her beauty sleep. <laughs> just kidding. As Opal makes her way downstairs, you see Bog and Indra along with Voldreth at the bar, probably chowing down on some breakfast. Koda's nowhere to be seen yet, but Amako comes out from the back a back storage area and she's carrying a crate. She's kind of like, ah, and throws it up on the on the bar top, and it's like clink clink clink, clinking with glasses. Okay, so I have a present for all of you. Um, first of all, uh, we packed food for the group, and I also have um some potions for all of you, uh, just so to help you on your your journey. I've I've been stockpiling for a while, and I figured, hey, you know, why not? Um, so here here you are, and she starts to pass out these potions to everybody in the room. Uh, and it's a potion of. Cure light wounds. Ooh, nice. So we each get five cure light wounds. <laughs> she goes and she um, goes to hand it to Opal. Here, here you are. Uh, I hope this fares you well. Oh, sweetheart, that is so kind. That will do nothing for me. You can give it to someone else. What, what do you mean? She kind of looks at the bottle and uh, hesitates. Um, that type of potion will not heal the undead. And she kind of smiles at her. As soon as you say that, Bog's head immediately just like arcs around, like this big wide-eyed staring over at an opal. Can I do like a like a heal check or something on opal? What are you trying to do? See if she actually is undead? Yeah, yeah. Could just roll a sense motive. Okay. Bog slowly leans over to the right and whispers into Volja's ear. Did she just say what I think she said? <laughs> uh, 15? Um, yeah, she's telling the truth as far as you can tell. Uh, yes, Bog, I believe... She is, in fact, undead. She just kind of uh, waves it off to um, Amiko. Don't worry, dear. Someone can have an extra one. It's fine. Thank 
you for trying. Uh, okay. She, you can tell she seems a little dejected, but also like thrown off by what you told her. But she quickly recovers and takes the vial and puts it back in the basket. There's, so there's two vials left in the basket. Um, one apparently for Coda um, and the extra one. Um, and then here you are. These are the, the meals I prepared for each of you to hopefully last you throughout the day. Um, and she has little knapsacks for each of you uh, with some dried meats and some nuts and fruits. <laughs> Hey, for once you do all the cooking, huh? Well, I suppose I have to get used to it if you're not going to be around for a little while. Oh, but... that's true. Yeah, the boys will do just fine. I teach them what I know. I, I think they will, too. Well, um, when where is Coda? And are you guys leaving soon? Or what? what's, what's the story? That was the plan. He is at the caravan with Sandra and the others. We will probably go meet them there. Yeah, that's a good idea, but I'm very curious. Um... Are we all gonna talk about the fact that you said you undead? It's, it's rude to talk about whether one is alive or unliving, right? And he kind of looks at Opal. Oh no, hold on, hold on. I think I, I think you might have misunderstood. I don't have a problem. I just never met no one like that before. It's less common to even people like me. Oh, well, now you have. Pleased to meet you. She kind of winks at you. If a lizard could blush, he kind of does. As long as it's not going to be a problem. She looks around at everybody. Some fan fiction right there. If a lizard could blush. A romance. <laughs> Sounds like a paranormal romance novel. <laughs> oh, well, you better get on it, Laura. I am going to write it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe it will be a problem. All are welcome. Nah, you fine, Sha. I'm uh, pleased to hear it. Genuinely. And then she turns to Amiko. Amiko, you will not be coming with us? No, I, I have to tend to things here at the bar, especially if, you know, Bog's not going to be here. I got to make sure things in the kitchen are running smooth. I, I can't afford to lose my reputation with the bar when things are going so well, at least not at the moment. Plus, I, I love working here. You know, my adventuring days are kind of over, I guess. Had been there, done that. Oh, well, that's a shame. Man, you got to take some time off one of these days. You work too much. Uh, you know, it keeps me young, keeps me busy, keeps me full of energy. I, I just love it. I love being here and I love taking care of the customers and it's my home. It's my life. Perhaps another time. Perhaps in the right circumstances. Perhaps one day. Well, laissez-les bontons rouler. Let's get out of here, huh? We don't want to keep Sandra waiting. He gets awfully cranky. All right. Well, please, all of you be safe and know that your room will be available for you on your return. And I really hope the best for you all and take care of each other. Bog, look after that. Oh, I will, Shell. Don't worry. Nothing gonna happen to this lot while I'm around. And we, I guess we get up and go, right? Yeah. All of you depart. Onward! Along. Oh, yeah. Vulture has to go upstairs and grab his fucking glaive. Oh, fuck. Glaive! <laughs> For God. <laughs> Sorry, his I'm late. fucking glaive. And he brings down this giant polearm. He's got a glaive strapped to his back. He's got to like walk out of the wind, out of the door, hunched over. <laughs> you don't have like a trombone case for it or something, like. He's like no, he's got that case. Like uh, he, he looks like one of the. Um, he looks like he's in color guard in high school. Yeah, he's got exactly. like the big like yeah, case exactly. that straps on his back it and everything. Like, he's like, hold on, on let me pull it out. He's stick a feet to be able to draw it faster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys make your way through the city of Sandpoint to north to the other outer regions where both Opal and Indra, you know where the caravan is located. And you make your way out of the city and 
in the distance you see the caravan and as you approach you can see there's a couple individuals that are lounging about a couple of them just laying in the in the grass but you also see koya sitting on one of the seats on top of one of the wagons and she sees you from a distance she you see her squinting and she kind of like gives a half a half high wave at you kind of like think i think that's them bog definitely like raises his hand and gives like a big smile is like his giant clawed hand just waving yeah opal smiles at her you guys are a little bit far away so for her to see so then she she sees and returns the wave as you guys approach oh well you've made it um welcome to the caravan she's speaking to bog and to Voldrith. this is our humble gathering of special individuals ah uh, yeah como ça va we have a full house now um Koda, are you there he's like around the caravan but not immediately like in the like the situation going on okay well, um, weren't you all supposed to be leaving for the swamps this morning? I, I thought you had been gone by now. You came to get Coda, I assume. Yeah, where little Coco at? Coda! Ma, yes, Ma. Your friends are here! Sarah, stand down, Sarah, okay? He's got like a bunch of packs on him. I lost track of time. Um, Are we to leave? We're to leave, I'm assuming, yes? Yeah, we're going to get on out of here. Um, Is Sarah next to you? Not yet. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Say, we ever gonna meet this Sarah person? Yes, actually. And he will close his eyes and touch his forehead. And in his head, no one can hear this, but he'll be like, come on, but be on your best behavior, please. And you all stand there and stare at Coda for a minute. <laughs> Bog leans down to Indra. Man, you seem like the brainy type. You know what's happening? He's been standing there for like 30 seconds. Um, I think he's... I think he's talking to Sarah. I don't no, no, he ain't talking. I don't see his lips moving, no. I in his head. I don't, I don't know exactly how it works, but she always shows up, eventually. Leans over to Voldrith. Hey, friend, you know what's going on here. I'm a bit confused. Uh, yeah, no, Bog. I'm uh, I'm in the dark as, as you are. So, his mouth moves, and if you guys could read his lips, he says, come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby, come, my lady, come, come, oh my, my God. lady. Indra just turns over to Bog. Just a warning. Um, Sarah's appearance is startling sometimes, but she's a fascinating creature. Just be prepared. It's both of you. <laughs> yeah, little tigre. You see, you see what you look, who you're talking to right now? Come on. What gonna scare me? And at that moment, a, a rip in space and time seems to occur next to Coda. And coming out of it is a creature that you have never seen before. Ah. Yeah. So Sarah, when she she enters, she enters in sort of like a jaunt, like a horse would. Um, she is a quadruped um, the size of like a great elk. Also has horns like a great elk, but she has features like a wolf as well. Like her face is that of a wolf. There's elements that are off about her. She does have like claws on her front uh, limbs and her back uh, feet are also wolf paws. She has four eyes technically on her face, but she keeps two closed for some reason. And um, she has a menacing row of teeth that she doesn't show very often but other than that she'd be like a puppy giant elk monster from uh, the depths of your goddamn nightmares but like in a kissable <laughs> way like in a like I could I want to play with you sort of way and she has antlers right yes yeah, she has antlers and she's moss covered 
And sometimes her antlers sprout flowers or leaves that fall off seasonally. She sounds amazing. Sounds like a fucking Digimon. And I mean that with compliments. <laughs> and um, if uh, Trip is listening, he'll know that my character is kind of modeled after Vicar Amelia from Bloodborne. So nice. A little bit. Nice. Trip and anyone else that's played Bloodborne. Right. Anyone who's played yeah. Bloodborne. But Trip, Basically. it's a shout out to you, boy, because, you know. Well, Bog just has this happen just kind of like, may God they die. Don't see that more than once. And as soon as she comes out, Coda will press his face to her face. Like if she's like a cat, like the way cats press their faces to Aww. your face. So cute. And he'll give her a little head scratch and he'll be like, everyone, this is Sarah. Sarah, say hi, please. And she'll bow like in an unusual manner that's like more cordial and humanoid than you guys expect. How, how tall is she? Like how how high does she come up? She's taller than me, so she's I was she's medium sized, so I think I'm gonna have her like at six feet tall. Oh shit. Yeah, like elk, yeah, and everything? Elks elks up elks to their head massive. are about they're about five feet up to yeah. the top of their heads okay. with the antlers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They big. Um Voldra's eyes open widely as he sees this creature and he, he starts to approach it and as well as uh Coda and says, God may I? And he kind of reaches his hand out as if he wishes to pay her. Sarah's a very, um, she's acclimated to this plane. She's been here for a long time. She does stay sometimes on in her realm, but yes, she should be fine. And she's, she tells me it's fine. So yes. Hello, Sarah. I am Voldreth. It's a pleasure to meet you. And he, uh, he kind of lets her sniff his hand and tries to give her a little scratch if she lets him. She would allow it. She's, she's used to being around people. Once, once he gets like the, uh, the okay from her, he just starts like really getting in there behind the ears. You are a beautiful creature. She does a little slight canter that shows that she's pleased, you know. Oh, d- don't go too fast. You are also quite terrifying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She grins in a way that you're like, wait a sec. So you kind of see her teeth, but it's like almost like a weird smile. Like if she can understand what you're saying. Well, don't want to tempt fate any further. And he kind of like uh, steps back. She does like you, Voldreth. Um, she just told me so. I, good, I, I hope. Uh, shall we be going? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, I have everything. Let's go. Yeah, make sure you get all your stuff. Everybody got everything they need. You don't want to forget nothing. We're going to be gone for a bit. I... Toothbrush. Soap. I don't have much, so I'm okay. I'll get you there. I got everything I own but my little bato on my back. And you guys can see he's got this big pack. And you can see there's like pans and different little things hanging from it. And he's got like a whole kit. There's basically like a fishing pole sticking out of the back of it. I'm all prepped and ready to go. We find some way I can catch some fish. I'll cook it up over an open fire for y'all. Gonna be beautiful. Kota will wave to to Mama Koya. Um, goodbye, all of you. Um, Sandro gives his best wishes. He, you probably just miss him. Um, he is in Sandpoint selling some of the furs that we've collected along the road. So he will see you and meet the rest of you when you get back. Hopefully, give us your blessings, Mama Koya. I bless you. <laughs> uh, as everyone starts to walk away, Indra's gonna go up to Mama Koya. Sorry, no, that's not just Koya. I'll be your mama. I'll gladly be your mama. It's like when you actually call your teacher mom. <laughs> oh, God, oh, the, the worst. worst. 
teachers are always nice about it, but your classmates. Oh my god. That reminds me of this one time I was at the mall as a kid <laughs> with my mom and her friend from work and her friend's son, who was like around my age. We were walking and I, I wasn't paying attention and I thought my mom was standing next to me. Mm. So I was I must have been like four. I reached out to grab my mom's hand and I held this lady, like the stranger oh, lady's hand, and I was yes. like she's like, Oh hey, and I was like, Oh, oh sorry, I thought you were my mom. <laughs> That's definitely oh, happened when I was a kid too. I've definitely like in a moment of not thinking like being like me he's be like hey laura can you do this i literally turn up like hey mom can you my mom is a twin so i would get really embarrassed when i was a kid because i would sometimes accidentally mistake her twin for her. <laughs> oh, wow. like i remember we were that's in, less embarrassing i feel it like is. That's, that's yeah, that's i remember yeah. being mortified when i was a kid because i was like i know because like i was very attached to my mom back then so i was like no i know what my mom looks like they look nothing alike i can tell who my mom is so if i ever like mix them up i'd get so mad <laughs> oh anyways so i go up to koya yes dearie i just wanted to say thank you again for encouraging me to to do this um i have a good feeling about it but i wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for you so thank you you're quite welcome dearie i know it's the right time for you i've seen it and i i've watched you grow over the past few months and i think this is the perfect opportunity for you to take the next step well i will certainly well i'm glad that you believe in me anyways i should i should go thank give, you give me one last hug oh uh okay um she's awkwardly hugs <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, bog leads down to um Voldreth. does it seem like she don't want a hug both indra and stephanie are very uncomfortable right now <laughs> It kind of feels like that hug is forced. You noticing that? It's it's hard to say. I only I mean, Indra's arms aren't even wrapped around the lady. You're lucky I didn't ask for a kiss on the lips. Oh, <laughs> oh look, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> um, I should I should go. I don't want oh. them to wait for me. Oh yes, go, 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 run along. Thank I'll see you. you, you I'll see you when you return. Until then, she bye runs into a late jog to catch up with everyone. Are we just doing this on foot? Is that the plan? Do we know how far away it is? Yeah, it's it's a few hours away. Okay, huffing it maybe. All right, as you all make your way towards the direction of Brian Stump Marsh, um, that's where we'll pick it up in episode two. All right. all right. Going all to right. the marsh. Going to yeah, the that's marsh. where I belong. I grew up on a bayou like this. this is a, just Doug, make sure you plug your nose and pull up your socks. <laughs> Although I don't wear socks, I'm a lizard. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening to our first episode of The Way of the Rusty Dragon. We're super excited to continue to play this game. In the meantime, um, I'm really enjoying the cast and characters so far. Uh, look forward to see what happens in episode two. Go ahead and give us a shout out on Twitter or Instagram if you want to reach out to us there. Um, Stephanie and Laura do a great job of keeping the social media uh, present. Um, and if you're not following our TikTok, what are you doing? Because it is popping off right now um and is that also what, what is is like at pod called quest too yeah essentially yeah. i don't know how you search for people on tiktok yeah you just yep. search for at pod called west at pod called quest. cool 
So um, for any of those social media platforms, it's at PodCalledQuest. Go ahead and check us out on our website, PodCalledQuest.com. Uh, you can find some of our merch on there. You can buy some stickers. Oh, you can see our faces there, too. You can see what we look like. Yeah, sure oh, no, don't tell them about that, though. Don't tell them about that, though. That's that's the best part. We're cute. <laughs> don't you want to see our faces? Uh, I want to give a special shout out to Sirenscape, Lyrian Studios, The Game Kitchen, and CD Projekt Red for their amazing sound effects and music, as well as all the other composers and musics we use through Creative Commons. You can find a full list of everything I just mentioned in each and every episode's show notes, or you can find it on podcallquest.com slash music. Make sure you check out blacklivesmatter.com. Make sure you get involved, educate yourself, donate if you can, donate your time if you can. And I just want to say, uh, we, we love all y'all. Thank you so much for being a part of our happy little family. Um, thank you for listening and for all the patrons for donating. Yeah, and go to patreon.com slash Podcast quest and check out all the cool shit we got for patrons, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Patreon.com slash podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Should be called Way of the Rusty Wagon, am I right?